Hello, this is Sascast with Sarah and Amber. Hi, Sarah. Hi, Amber. How are you? Good. Did you miss me this week? I did. I, I definitely wish that you were here. I get real lonely. I know. And I think you really enjoy Real Housewives of Salt Lake City more when I'm there physically. I don't know, because I really enjoyed this week's episode. I thought it was really almost a 10 out of a 10. And when I talked to you, you didn't like it. So I don't know about that. Well, I don't know if I did. It's not that I didn't like it. I didn't think it was a 10 out of 10. That's for sure. But I did think it did get juicy um, in a number of areas. But I, I think the biggest problem I have is when Lisa Barlow does anything, i.e. she comes on screen, she talks, she has a pulse. <laughs> I literally, I crawl out of my skin because I swear she feels so much like a mean girl. I know people are tired of me saying that, but she just, I don't know. Okay. Does it trigger me? Maybe. Can people stop using that expression? Trigger? I can't take it anymore. Honestly, I can't. I can't. Yeah. I think it is. I think it is a word that is overused. I agree. And whatever. I don't need to go into that, but okay. Let's talk about, well, a little banter is good. Well, okay. Well, I was just going to say about that, that phrase of, oh, this triggers you or her or whatever. Listen, I'm trying to wrap my head around. I'm a, I'm a 50 year old, 51 year old woman. And I grew up in, you and I grew up in an era where there was literally no space to be nice, truthfully. I mean, like, you know what I mean? Like we had to be a certain way. Yeah. And you had to live in a man's world. Yeah. I mean, I read that whole New York Times article about the Gen Zers who are calling in sick to work because they have cramps or they're having a bad <laughs> mental health day. So it and, wasn't you know, like, was it, was it like Gen X rolling in their eyes at the Gen Z or something like that? Yeah, exactly. And you want to know what? So I was talking to my mom about it last night. We were out to dinner. We had a very terrible dinner, by the way. I won't mention the restaurant. Yeah, which, I never thought it was, you know, I didn't think the ambiance of that ambiance, the ambiance of that that place. And we won't even name the name, but I didn't ever think it, I didn't think it was that great. The one time I went there. Okay. But anyway, I was saying to my mom, I was telling her about the Gen Zers calling in sick. Actually, my mom had read the article and then she was asking me about it. And I said, you want to know what mom, I'm really trying to be a better, bigger person about it and saying to myself, wouldn't have I had been a happier when I was 25, 26 year old, six years old, wouldn't have I been a lot happier if people would have been nicer to me to not just to me yeah. to all, anyone yeah and said oh you're having a hard day well let's talk about it maybe we need to take a day off but no we didn't get any of that crap and I think part of our for me part of the backlash is I didn't get it so I'm annoyed that you're getting it right like just suck it up suck it up brother sister like and I think I, I think that's a really important point that you bring up Sarah because we were talking about this in context of students um and, and, and kind of that resiliency and being triggered and, and their, their demands of basically, they don't want to live in the systems that we have created and or lived in, and they want to blow them up and be in there and create their own systems. And part of me feels what you feel like, which is, you know, walk in my shoes kind of thing. And then the other thought of me is the other thought I have is, you know, good for them. They don't want to live the life and the bullshit that we lived, right? That way we right. lived as gay people. We lived as women. women. Yeah. Um, and, so, you know, part of me just, 
so I, when I'm trying to not take it personally, when they're complaining about something or whatever, when I'm really trying to be like, okay, what they're asking for does sound kind of humane. So I don't disagree at all. I think what they need to do a little bit of introspection about is the ageism that is going hand in hand with what they're talking about. Even in that article, they talked about the, the people who were so much happier when the oldest person at that company finally left the company and the oldest person was 48. And I was, I was thinking to myself, you want to know what, if you're going to be like that, then don't be ageist because I have experienced it myself with my own clients who act like if you're over the age of 40, which guess what, everybody, you're all going to be over the age of 40, all of you. So if you're over the age of 40, you're irrelevant. Your opinion is irrelevant. You're, you know, and that didn't, listen, when, when we were growing up, sure. Did we think that, did we make somewhat fun of our parents or whatever? Yeah. But we, we didn't think that they were beneath us. No, 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 we did not. And and they, they, they did hold the power. They did hold the experience. They did hold a lot. We may have been annoyed with them, but ultimately it was like, Oh, they know best because they they experienced it. Not that I'm saying they know best, but I completely 100% agree with you on the ageism. Yeah. 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 Okay. Which brings, actually, related to this roast lick. Yeah. Mary Cosby and her, I'm triggered. Let's oh. talk about that because it was that was, to me, the standout moment of the whole show. Really? Oh, God, yeah. When she okay. was talking about how her mom triggered by Lisa Barlow questioning about frozen ovaries. Um, because of carbonated water and that how dare Lisa Barlow question her. And then that triggered her back to when her mother didn't question her about whether she should take over the church and marry her stepfather. I was like, am I living in an alternate universe? Right. I honestly, I was like, what is happening right now? I, I totally agree with you now that you got me all riled up. I, I had a hard time believing Googling, requesting to Google brought up mom's anger about her getting the church and marrying Robert Sr. I completely agree with you. It was ludicrous if you ask me. Well, no, what Mary literally literally was saying, I over I used that word inappropriately, and this time it's correct. She was literally saying, when anybody questions me, she said this, when anybody questions me. It triggers, see the expression, it triggers me into thinking about when I told, and she didn't say this, but this is what she meant. When I told my mom that, guess what? I'm taking over the, the cult and I'm marrying Robert Sr. And you want to know why? Because God said so. And she had the gall to question me. <laughs> As a, no, I agree. It was unbelievable. But can I just say something? When Lisa Barlow was talking to the ex-parishioner at her church, that right. whole scene was fully set up. It was fully scripted. Agreed. It was fully scripted. It was yeah. dumb. You could tell it was total B real. It was awful. I literally was laughing. I was sitting there with my cousin, Tanya, who, shout out to Tanya, who's an amazing uh, roomie. Um, we were dying because we're like, this is horrible. This is terrible trash tv well no they even had marks like when yeah, i you know, yeah so so lisa was talking to her to him i forget his name and meredith and then she went off 
on, on, as per script, I know to talk to other people. Camera moves. Meredith and that guy move to their marks, and the camera moves with them. He's fully miked. I know. It was just pathetic. And it was pathetic. They do their little scripted uh, interview, and I'm like, you want to know what? If you guys are going to do, which I'm sure they do it all the time, except for Potomac, which I don't believe is scripted at all. Oh my god! But Potomac's if you're going to last. Right. If you're going to do that, you better do it over and over again. So it doesn't seem like it's young. I, I texted you immediately and said, oh, are you watching Young and the Restless right now? Because that's exactly what it was like. It was like oh, a totally. And by by the way, that's so rude to Young and the Restless because Young and the Restless does it so much better. Now, well, sort of. Well, I don't know that because I don't really watch it, but I used to. Oh, my God. So when I was a kid, my friend Dina Shields and I, I would go to her house. I would we, we hung out all summers together. Right. So I'd ride my bike over to her house. Then we would scour. I'm like literally scour her house for any money we could find. We would then go, uh, me, I was elected to do this. I was one year younger. I was elected to then take the money and go buy a dozen donuts so that we could sit watching the restless and eat donuts. So, so what time, so it was on it, by the way, it was on at 11 a.m. I think I mentioned this in an earlier uh, SAS cast that I was so brought up on soap operas that one time when I was like six or seven years old, my mom took me to the doctor and I hated going to the doctor. And I told the doctor that he needed to hurry up because I needed to get home and find out what Mitch and Rachel were doing on their vacation to St. Thomas on another world. Sure. I am I was drinking some beer right now because I had a hard day at work and I literally spit that out. Yeah. No, I mean well, but don't you think our generation in general was raised on okay, General Hospital, Young and the Restless, Days of Our Lives. I taped, by the way, I taped Days of Our Lives every day of high school. I still have a VHS of when Kayla and Patch first kissed. Oh my God. We didn't have a VCR that early, I don't think. Oh, really? No, I don't think we did. So get this. So what my dad, when I was young, and then we'll move on to this again. But when I was young, I, I grew up with my, I grew up, uh, my my dad and my mom shared custody. But the, during the week I was at my dad, my dad's, I guess my dad's house. And was probably my mom's house, but as a result of the divorce, it was my dad's house. But anyway, I was- you were, you were with your dad during the week. I was with my dad during the week. Great, great way of saying that. And anyway, so, oh my God, what are we talking about? Uh, VCRs. Oh yeah. And so anyway, so one time my dad got so mad at me, because so mad at my brother and I, I don't know, we were complaining about something. He went and he literally, we had two TVs, we had a black and white and a color TV, and he literally cut the cords- of the TVs and then put the marched his butt right on out with his TV onto the sidewalk and called Salvation Army. So my brother and I didn't have TV for a number of years. I don't know how long it was, but it was a, a significant amount of years. We didn't have television. Your dad claims, I just want to say something about this. We've had this discussion with your dad before and he claims it was less than one year that that happened. And that's not accurate because Aaron and I did not get that TV we didn't get a TV back. And the only reason we got a TV is because he was hankering to watch the Super Bowl. Oh, so we it. got a TV and then he randomly bought a VHS, which we were yeah. thrilled about. 
VCR. Yeah, a VCR. And so we started recording MTV videos. And then you I had recorded- MTV, you had cable. No, but somehow we had an MTV. No, 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 not MTV. I'm vi- Friday night videos. Friday, Friday night, night videos. Yeah. Right. And I taped the thriller epi- the thriller when it came out. And I also taped Days of Our Lives every day. Yeah. Well, anyway, so can I, I didn't have to tape it every day because I would run my ass home. It was started at 3 p.m. and I, I could start it. at 3 p.m. Yeah, totally. Oh my gosh. So you know, can I just say what this episode literally made me vomit in my mouth was the whole fresh wolf thing. I literally so once again, I like I said, when she comes on the screen, Lisa Barlow comes on the screen, my skin curls up and you mean crawls. Well, I guess it crawls and it curls at the same time. And crawl, but okay. But I just my skin crawls and then it curls and I cannot <laughs> stand. And this whole thing about how she's so proud of Jack and Jack is such a man for being able to, you know, read his phone. Like he has notes on his phone and is he incredible the way he's growing up and because he reads everything from the phone. I I literally I can't hack it. I can't do it, Sarah. I can't do it anymore. So a couple things about that. Um first off, I read online recently that Lisa Barlow lives in Draper. Is, what? Yeah, it's a southern suburb of Salt Lisa Park. Barlow lives in Draper? Yeah. And so I'm like, really? She lives in Draper? And which makes sense because remember I said to you, Amber, wh- why how does she have access to all those fast food restaurants? Because when you're in the oh, rich area, right. yeah, when you're in the rich area, richer, I shouldn't say it's rich, but richer areas of Salt Lake City, that we don't have fast food restaurants all over the place like that. We don't. And so I was like, okay, well, that makes sense that she can go to like Starbucks and I don't forget. Uh, no, Wendy's she goes to and Wendy's and Starbucks yeah. and she goes to everything. Everything within a like a short amount of radius. Right. right? Whereas if you're in the quote rich areas of Salt Lake or Park City for that matter, um, you're not going to be able, I mean, you, it's, that's a long distance to get to all those places. Yeah. So, Cause they're all down along yeah. highway 15. Right. Right. So yeah. Anyway. And if you're in Draper, there's all those freaking, yeah, that's right. Stupid chains. How did you find that out? Oh, I, I, I wanted to find out where she lives. I was dying to find out and I was fine. And also I'll tell you how I found out. So I had Googled oh, yeah. when they showed Whitney Rose, uh, blading with her brother, which I thought was very cute. Um, I thought to myself, that's daybreak. So you guys, Daybreak is a planned community uh, in the West Jordan area, which is another su- southern suburb of Salt Lake City. It's a planned community. And um, actually, my friend Jen Marion, um, who does the Habit Health, I forget where her thing is. She's going to kill me now. But uh, Jen Marion, who I mentioned before, Google her and you can pull, pull up her Instagram. Um, she texted me and says, have you ever heard of Daybreak? I was like, no, I never heard of it. Then I looked it up and it's this weird planned community whatever it's not very expensive to live there meaning okay all relatively speaking i shouldn't say that relatively speaking but anyway whitney lives there so when i googled that it also came up that lisa barlow lives in draper and then i started thinking to myself so she does all those events in park city amber and the fresh wolf event occurred up at blue sky ranch yeah in heat which is between park city and heber and i was like that's weird and then, of course, the worst part about the whole freaking thing was when Jen Shaw showed up in her wolf head. Oh, that was repulsive. Oh, I literally, I was repulsed. This, it's amazing we do a, we do a 
I would do a podcast on the show. Um, because it is, it, it's almost offensive to me almost every episode in some way, shape or form. It's amazing that people really want to listen to us. They probably don't, but yeah, nonetheless, I, I, I was absolutely repulsed by that. It was well, repugnant. Repugnant. I, I originally, it, what's the word? Repugnant. Repugnant. Was that, is that Tanya in the background? When? I just heard somebody in the background. Is that Tanya? No, it was me. Oh, okay. I was yeah. hoping that she was throwing something out there and that she could just join us. No. Um, so Amber, I originally thought that can't be a real wolf's head. I thought the same showed, thing. Yeah. Then they showed them at Sitka, which is the furrier in Park City. And I thought that's a fucking real wolf's head. And how do they eat? How's that even legal? I don't know. How is that legal? It was awful. Can I just say something? Okay. I'm going to say something really important. It's not important at all. So, but it's important for me. So, you know, I am not opposed to hunting and some of my very closest friends are very, they hunt, but they hunt game and they use every aspect of that game and they're not hunting for sport. They use the the meat for their food for the whole winter. Usually that's their main food source. And you know, this to be true, Amber, who I'm talking about. And they use the fur and they use the skin. Mm-hmm. They use every aspect of the animal. And of the fact, that, yeah. And the fact that we go to the store and pick up a package of ground beef and don't think about it. And then look down on people who hunt. That's, I, I think that's ridiculous. But the, that being said, the idea of flaunting, in my opinion, this is just my opinion. The idea of flaunting a dead animal by wearing its head is sickening. It you summarized that well. I couldn't have said it any better. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, Amber. yeah, yeah. It was just yeah. The whole fresh wolf, the whole this whole fresh wolf, and then having that what five year old Harry or whatever his name Henry doing his you know let me let me post it's it's honestly the dumbest thing I've ever watched on television. Yeah, I agree. It, well, no, it's it not, pathetic. It's pretty dumb. Yeah. Well, I guess something like Winter House or something like that would probably tie um, or a bachelor in some paradise would tie for it. But I'm just saying, you know, there's this they use this kid, Henry, right, who's like five years old, six years old, you know, holding shaving cream or I don't know, whatever he's holding. And I, I am. Who are, they, who are they marketing to, Amber? I have no idea. I'm, sh- you know, and the saddest thing of the whole thing, the saddest thing of the whole thing is that I probably do fine enough. Well, by whom though? If you're a grown man, are you buying uh, men's products from children? No, but then if you have, you know, maybe I, I thought it was going to be teenagers. So if it's not I teenagers, so I, yeah. but I, I, but I have no idea. And then, so the foster kid thing was interesting to me. I'm all about supporting, I'm all about supporting a charity. So I I could appreciate foster care. And it sounded like his, you know, his his dad was in foster care. Okay. I'm glad that you said that briefly. So so let me just say something about that, which really bothered me. I'm adopted. As I've mentioned before, my sister in foster care for two weeks, I I was in foster care for two weeks, which is probably the amount of time. uh, Lisa Barlow's husband was in foster care. He was returned. He was returned by his adopted parents as a baby 
and was then in foster care for a couple of weeks. I believe that's what they said. And listen, listen, I'm all for foster care, but don't put your, it's much different. Let me just say this. This is really important because my sister, differentially speaking, who was also a baby when she, uh, well, she wasn't given up for adoption as a, a baby, right? When she was born, she was actually in foster care for many, many months and was not actually adopted by my family, by my parents until she was eight months old. So she's truly a baby or child who was in foster care. I was in foster care for two weeks because back in the day when they were giving babies up, they would, my assumption is they would give, put these babies in, including myself in foster care for a very short amount of time to make sure the biological mother wouldn't come back. Wow. They didn't want to immediately place the baby with the parents if there was a chance that the biological mother was going to change her mind shortly after giving birth. Mm-hmm. So they would put the baby into foster care for a few weeks and then they would adopt the baby out. That's not being in foster care. Being in foster care is like my sister or people who were in foster care for many, many months and years. That's yeah, I knew that's what I felt like. I feel like of the of the kids that or the kids that um they they grow out of foster care. So they've been in foster care their whole like young yeah. adulthood and then they uh, age out. Yeah. In foster. Yeah. I mean, that's painful. Right. I, so listen, painful. I'm I'm totally approving of the fact that they yeah. were yeah. um raising that's awareness and funds for foster care because that actually really really needs to happen. It's, I agree. Foster children are number one for committing suicide for not graduating from high school, not going to college. Oh, absolutely. It's it's yeah. a it's a travesty actually and more yeah. attention needs to be paid. But you shouldn't, you don't need to make a fake foster child out of Lisa Barlow's husband in order to draw attention to that issue. I know. Yeah, I I agree. I yeah. Oh God. So okay. So there's that. There's the Whitney. There's the Jen, or excuse me, there's the um Lisa Barlow. Oh, let's, just about, briefly, let's just talk briefly about Meredith and the cult member, ex-cult member, and what we think is going to happen. Okay, yeah. I mean, you know, I, the whole scripted thing. Yeah, what do you, what do you have to say about that? I don't. I mean, I don't even know. So, so yeah, I, I'm not. I'm unsure of why they needed to script that, and yeah. I'm unsure why it was a Meredith um, scene versus why is Lisa Lisa Barlow's friends with the guy. So, so Lisa, what Lisa said was, I know Mary. And I know this guy, that's how I know Mary. And so why wouldn't just be Lisa Barlow being like, Hey, you know, having that conversation, why they, they set it up with Meredith makes zero sense because as we all know, let's not, let's not lie to any of ourselves. Uh, Meredith is not friends with Mary and never was friends with Mary. So no. this, this idea that Meredith is like, I'm very good friends with Mary. No, you're not. You hardly, you probably never met Mary before this fucking show. Excuse my language. And you're definitely not friends with Mary and you went to her church for the show. So you're not fooling anyone. But that being said, I love that this guy who's apparently a preacher himself is going to take down Mary's nasty cult. Oh, I love it too. I'm all, I'm all, I'm all ready for it. I can't wait till it happens. And yeah, this, this cult needs, this is an exciting season. The cult needs to come down. Jen Shaw. Did you see the previews for next week? Next week is when the cops come. So listen to this. I watched uh, Watch What Happens Live after this episode. And Andy Cohen said that this coming week, the one this coming Sunday episode is super, super good. But then he said this, 
the following week, the week after Jen gets with after, you know, they're probably going to show her the feds after her at the very end of this coming Sunday's episode. Uh And then the following week, he said the following week's episode is probably wait for it. The best real housewives of any franchise episode he has ever seen. Yeah, you really? guys. Yeah, no, we are we are in for massive, massive treats. Oh my gosh. At somebody's expense, sadly. You know what I mean? Like, like I, I I'm all about like good TV, but it's it's really painful human stuff, right? First of all, people got scammed, older elderly people got scammed, horrible. Then you have this person, Jen Shaw, who's gonna get caught with her dumb stew chains. And then I just think of Omar and the kids. And it's just like the whole thing is just the okay. saddest freaking thing. So it's funny that you said that. So right when you, I was thinking to myself while you were talking. You weren't listening to what I was saying? No, I was thinking, I know. I was thinking, I was listening to you and I was okay. thinking, what are you talking about? At whose expense? It's at nobody's expense because the victims probably are really happy to see her get what she deserves. But then when you said Omar and her son, I agree hundred percent. I feel bad for those kids. Yeah. And, you know, there's no, they're not to blame for the actions of their parents. And so that I I do feel bad. They're the only people I feel bad for. If I were the victims, I'd be more than happy to see Jen Shaw getting what she deserves on national television. So yeah, I'm sure they're they're very happy. They're not going to get their money back, but at least they can see some kind of justice. Yeah. There's Uh, something to be said for that. How about um, Jen and Heather when they were together? Heather's so funny. She has such great quips. Um, and she said something like Lisa hadn't advanced since fourth grade. I honestly, I really, I really like Heather. She's funny to me. Although I will say she doesn't have a much of a storyline this season. Well, I think Heather, I love Heather too, by the way. She's still my favorite housewife. She's still, she's very funny. She's my favorite by far. Yeah. Uh, I think Heather's, uh, I think Heather is the good one. Of the group. I'm trying to think of the good ones of other groups. You know how there was Cynthia Bailey of yeah. Atlanta. Yeah. Who's there the good was... one of Potomac? Oh, that's a really good question, Amber. Would it be Robin? Might be Robin. Oh, it's Robin, probably. Yeah. 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 And then yeah. New York, the good one, it changes, but the who is the good one of New York now? No, good one of New York. Uh yeah, who is it? I don't know. But let's keep it on. Let's keep yeah. on this one. Anyway, so she's the good one. There has to be a good one. There has to be a voice of reason. Yeah. She's also the one that's keeping you know the show tied to the Mormon roots. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But I do. I really like her. She's she just has some great lines that I think are just very funny. Yeah. Um, can I just say Lisa Barlow probably had the best line though of this the show? What was it? Uh when she said um Whitney's out outfit is Whitney's style is quote a little bit Utah. <laughs> was that oh, from this episode though what was that from this episode yes and i cracked oh, up i thought it was so good although i could i think you could say that about meredith because when meredith and chloe were sitting down at that thing or no, oh, they came my. Down, and they God, were in those chloe wearing the well first of all they went to the they went to the fresh wolf with those sparkling outfits yeah yeah it was horrifying I was and I thought called, that's a little bit Utah. Well, I don't even know if that's, I don't know what that is, but when I saw Chloe's outfit, I'm like, who dresses like that? Her Except mother, for- her mother. That's where she learned it. Oh God. It was oh. awful. Awful. 
I, you know, I was thinking about how your mom sent that link um, where they're apparently doing another casting call for the show because the theory is that Jen Shaw might get sent off to prison and they'll have to fill another spot. And by the way, notice that Jenny wasn't in this episode at all. I want to point that out. Oh, I know. So what do you think that's about? Well, the theory is, I've read this, the theory is that she filmed most of her uh, her appearances at the very end of the season. And one of the tips off of, one of the tips about that, how you can tell, is that all of the filming occurs in sp- like late winter, early spring. Yeah, but they were filming the whole season at the beginning of winter. So it's like they added Jenny at the very end. And then yep, you're right. Stuff. You're yep. right. Yep. Anyway. I, to, I think her daughter is absolutely adorable. I, I actually can't stand when kids are on TV. I mean, I don't mean this like horribly. If anybody has kids, it's not like that. I just don't like when they try to do funny I like, kid things. I don't like fake kids. Yeah. I don't like fake kids, but that Carlin is so funny. And I love how she was doing a science project and like farted. I mean, honestly, I just love that kid. So, so I was thinking to myself back to what I was just going to say that they're doing casting. And I thought to myself, you know, what if they put like, cause I was reading that book. I told you die all diamonds and Rose, not all diamonds and Rose, which mm-hmm. really great book about the housewives. And I was, you know, one of the things that they require of, you know, when they're casting a housewife is that they have some kind of style, the way they dress. And I was thinking about how my lack, my complete and total lack of style, which is a, a, a style in and of, of itself. And I was thinking if you cast somebody like us or the typical Utah for that matter, who walks around in blue jeans, a puffy coat, um, a beanie hat, and either sneakers or some, you know, snow boots, would people watch? Mm. That's a good question. Now, a lesbian like myself would, because I'm like, oh, look at that puffy jacket. It's so cute. Or, you know, oh, I love that. I love that Patagonia um, pair of pants. I would love it. I, I You know, because I don't identify. I've never identified with first girly girls or I do like really nice style. So don't get me wrong. I do like really nice style, but that the style of the housewives on any housewife series, anyone across the board, none of their styles resonate with me. Right. Yeah. None. Nobody. Nobody. So I thought, I don't care if you're wearing, I don't care what brand you're wearing. Like none of it, like no one is like, what I style, I really like classic, very simple lines, classic stuff. And nobody has that. Nobody has that. Yeah, Amber. I mean, I just think to myself, the majority of your majority of Utahns, when you, you know, people mm-hmm. that you see walking around do not look like those housewives. I promise you, nobody in Utah is dressing like those housewives, mm-hmm. including Heather Gay. That's a dress up. She does not, that is not what anybody dresses like. And I just feel like maybe the next step for them is to actually cast a real Utah. Name Sarah Van Voris. Oh my God. So I was thinking to myself, self, if I got cast as a real housewife, <laughs> oh a real lesbian housewife. Oh my God. Honestly, you would be the, you would be the star. Talk about, talk about a star because you have no filter. Well, there's that. But also I thought to myself, self, you would have to pretty much stop working at your job and it would it be worth it? Oh, and oh. I don't know the answer. Oh, to I, that. I, oh, that's a, now that's an interesting quandary, Sarah. Yeah. Would it be yeah. worth it? 
Yeah. Would it be worth it? No, I'd say no, actually. I think you, I agree I think you. you get more joy from your call. I get joy from your colleagues. So I can only imagine you get joy from your colleagues, but I don't know. I, I actually, I don't think there's no, well, there's no money that would, that would make that. Well, there's off. a couple of things, right? I agree with you there that I get, I feel like that it would, I feel like that you're changing up your whole entire life. When oh you're yeah. Outside shows. Yeah. And you're, you got to be prepared for so many people to hate your guts, hate, hate your guts. Right. Hey, do you heard Crystal on the reunion, the OC yep. or me on the Beverly Crystal, Hills? I, that was sad to me saying she's getting death threats. And I'm like, do you want to know what? Honestly, I, I don't want to live. I would never want to live like that. I wouldn't. And we would get death threats because we're lesbians. Well, okay. Remember, what? let's not forget the, the, the murder that happened in Moab that no one's caring about. Oh yeah. That's a good real point. Let's just put that out there for a minute. You guys, there was a lesbian couple killed in Moab in, I believe mid August. Yeah, They were shot dead at their campsite. Yep. And nobody seems to care that there's a murder on the loose. And the yep. reason they don't care is because it was a lesbian couple who got killed. So yeah. there's that. Yeah. There's that. Um, yeah. So there's that. Although here's a true story. And I'll mention I'll Well, that was out. a true story. So you're telling me it's another true story. Here's another true story. And I'll do a shout out to Margie because she's one of our devoted, devoted listeners. Yes. So Margie uh, was going on a camping trip before she had her uh, baby. She just gave birth in September to her son, her third. Whoop, her third whoop, Margie. I think his name is Dominic. Isn't that funny, Amber? Oh, well, I know funny. Dominic. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, have great. I have a cousin named Dominic. Anyway, so Margie was going camping with a group and the campsite was that, you know, that Malibu campsite where that guy. Yes, 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 yes. I know where all the killings happened. Yeah. So the guy, so just so you guys know, there was a father who was camping with That's his awful. toddlers to like a three-year-old and a two-year-old at this campground in Malibu. Yep. And he was shot dead in his tent and the guy didn't shoot the, the children, which is interesting. And, um, they ended up catching the guy, but doesn't solve the problem that the guy was shot dead. But anyway, yeah. so she went camping at that campsite in what? late August. And I was like, you want to know what? Let me just say something. I am superstitious enough that I would never go camping in a campsite where somebody got killed in their tent. <sighs> Guess what though? Margie lived. Oh my gosh. I'm so glad Margie lived. <laughs> oh God. And her sister-in-law, I believe, said, I'm not camping at that campground. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to go to the motel. And Margie, do you want to join me at the motel with the kids? And Margie was like, oh, no, that's okay. You want to know what? I just get this feeling about Margie. I don't know her that well. I know her well as a coworker. I know her, but I don't know her as a person very well. I get this feeling that she's just super chill about everything. Well, you have to when you have children, I think. I, um, I, I, I don't know that to be a fact, but I would think it's probably the best way to survive. Because mm-hmm. um, I do think having children, you're just in survival mode. Yeah. but. I, I will say this. I think that, you know, wrapping up this episode. Wait, 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 wait. Oh. Let's make sure we've gone through everybody because I don't think we have. Lisa Barlow being yeah. annoying. Oh, Whitney. The only thing I would say about Whitney was a sad story about her dad because he was a star of the first season. Oh, my God. Um, did you her remember dad? his horrible hair and it was real? Well, he looks like Diane Warren. Yeah, he looks like Diane Warren with his horrible, horrible haircut. And now it just sounds like I got the sense maybe fell off the wagon. By the way, can I just say something about Diane Warren? I was unaware. She's like a billionaire, you guys. 
Yeah. Does everybody know who she is? She wrote a bunch of, of like everyone knows who Diane Warren is as a songwriter. Super, yeah, she's a uh, no a she's, song. Yeah, songwriter exactly. Yeah, yeah. She's written songs like I don't know how many freaking number one songs she's written. Oh. She got autism, does she not? Yeah, she has. She's on the spectrum. I don't know exactly how they define it, but yeah, she's a multi quadrillionaire. And she looks like Whitney's dad. Yeah, and and she looks like Whitney's dad, dad looks like her. And I just felt really, I really felt bad for Whitney. Well, you want to know what Amber? You know who's right? Her brother. Oh, her I know her. Right yeah. in that yeah. he said, "Yeah, if somebody is bringing you that much pain, yeah, after you doing your best efforts, yeah, it's best to cut it off." Yeah, you know and, they have a real sweet relationship. Well, I will say this though. It must be really hard for Whitney. So her brother says this to her. Yeah, and I know. It's totally 100% accurate. Yeah. I'll say, I'll say it. If somebody's bringing you pain in your life, like emotional turmoil and soul killing pain, get rid of them. Like, what the hell? And number two, it must be really hard for Whitney, however, that he, her brother's telling her this, but yet he's the one who still has a relationship with the dad. Oh, I know. I know. That's what I'm like. Mm, I'm okay. All righty. It's kind of like if you have, um, you know, you have a, there's a horror, you have a horrible friend who treated you like crap. And then you have another friend who's still friends with that friend and that friend and your friend is saying, you know what? You should be friends with them, but I'll still be friends with them. Like what the hell? Well, we have an example of that in our real life, Sarah. What is it? Nancy, Nancy. And you know who? Uh, yeah. We won't mention names. Yes. Yeah. We have that. Yes. And all I can say, all I can say is, you know, you get to an age where your, your circle of friendship gets smaller, right? So your, your friendships get smaller and, but they're such high quality. They're such high quality friends that you just don't have room. I just don't have room for superficial bullshit with people. I really don't. And so, and, and especially people who are still catty, sophomoric, um, gossipy, you know, I don't have to, I don't have time and effort or energy for those people. I think you keep your circle tight, you keep it quality and you keep it ones that it doesn't matter what you do. They'll just be there. That's so, the friends you want. So all that being said, do you think there's anybody on this show who has that kind has a real friendship? Cause I don't. I think Whitney and Heather have that friendship. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Although they just met, didn't they? I mean, this they were they were not friends before the show. Oh no, no, no. But I get the sense that since they're cousins, they're friends. Listen, isn't that funny? Because I, you know, I have so as I said earlier in this episode, I'm adopted. I met some of my biological relatives as an adult. Um, and one of my closest friends and relatives is my aunt, my biological aunt. And it is funny how, even if you, you know, that biological connection yeah. can be the basis for a really good friendship. So I actually am not surprised that Whitney and Heather yeah. were like, Oh my God, we're second. I think they're second cousins. We're second cousins. Um, that let's be friends. Like I really do think it, that commonality can bring you together. You know, it, that's really true. And the alternative is very true, right? Which is just because you have that connection, that DNA connection doesn't mean you have to be friends with them. 
oh no, that's not a reason to be friends. It's right. just, it right. can be a, a, ba- a basis right. to be friends. Right. Yeah. Agreed totally about agree. that. Totally because agree. we all have our, our relatives who were like, yeah, uh, you might be my so-and-so, my, you might be my cousin, but I don't give a crap. Or you might be my biological father. Right. Uh, and I hate your guts. Yes. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, hey, Sarah, as always, it's such a pleasure talking to you. Doesn't that sound funny? That Amber. Yeah. Really? No, I, was, way, kidding. Guys, I was kidding. I just was like, I know of the five listeners we have, they'll be like, well, aren't you married? We have 26 or? listeners. But let me just say this. We have 26 regular listeners. Yeah. You know, well, last year, we had, can I just say this? We had 18 different countries represented last oh, year. Amber, and now we have as two. I said, everybody support me in what I'm just about to say. Just write in to me on you know my work email because everybody who listens is work works with me. Uh-huh. Um, we need to put Real Housewives of Salt Lake in our title because people are searching for that and they cannot find us. Yeah, I so realized that. Sarah, just just, just so you know, I spent money on getting the 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 app Creative Art already done. So for me to do that again, it's going to cost more money. Okay. Well, that's okay. It's for fun. You, and who's the cheaper of the two of us? Well, I'm the cheapest person on earth, but. Right. So I how do you, how do you. I'm approving of you changing our name to Sascast. Well, so just so you know, I, I'm not approving. That's not what money I want to be spending. So. Yeah, but then we're never going to have anybody, but our, our base listeners. But and wouldn't you say our base point, our base listeners are quality people. Yeah. I, to be honest with you. There's, I think there's only two people who may stick with us and it, they're two coworkers, Margie and Susan. And I think that they may be the only people who will be listening to us if we don't change our name so that other people uh, can- Tanya will listen. Lindsay will listen. My mother will Lindsay, listen. I think we have Lindsay's not people. been listening. We've been checking and there's nobody logging in from Bend, Oregon. Yeah, she is. I just talked to her and she told me she is. Okay, well. All right. I'm just saying. Sorry, Linz. I'm doing a call out to you. Anyway, so um, love everybody. Love you. Um, excited. Oh, to see everybody, you. I have an announcement. I am headed back to San Francisco, unfortunately, on Friday. Sarah, now our yeah. house is going to get broken into, just like what just no, happened to, uh, what's her name? A Dorit. No, they broke into her house while she was there. Um, nobody's breaking into our house. We have number one, very nosy neighbors. And number two, um, I think I told you my friend, I, I won't mention her name because she doesn't listen, may be staying here while we're gone. Okay, good. And she's likely staying here when we're gone. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. With I her big dog. Person. With her big dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, secondly, that's not the point of the announcement. Unfortunately, we will be doing our show in San Francisco when the big events happen on Roslick. So we're going to have to count on Lara, my sister, to keep us updated on any locality, local. Oh yeah. Cause we won't be able to yes. call you off. Yeah. I won't be able to be called off from the courthouse. <laughs> Lara's going to have to hang. All right. Lara's, in, the Lara's in charge. But anyway, Hey, um, let's, let's wrap this up. Our, our listeners are bored. Um, this was a great episode. We look forward to the next episodes. It's getting super good on Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. And thank you so much for listening to SASCast with Sarah and Amber.